Good evening and welcome to the second episode of the RFC WSG podcast. Joined again by Alan and Carr. How are you both? Very good. Feeling good today? Good stuff. So we're going to discuss, obviously, a few things. First of all, we had breaking news during the week that Jenna Ferguson has a way on loan to Patrick Thistle. What do you make of that? Carr? I think it's a good move for her. I think she's got bags of potential, so to get more game time at a club that should be challenging potentially for top six again is is really good. And she she came on today, Alan, for um, Patrick Thistle to make her debut for them in a 4-0 win over Dundee United. Partly good reports that she had a good game. I've not seen any reports yet on how she played, but she's came on under a bit of pressure with Partick going down to 10 early on, and they've managed to keep a clean sheet. Obviously, we've got Megan Cunningham and goals as well, so good clean sheet for both of them. And I think Partick will be challenging for top six, like you say, so hopefully see Jenna get plenty of football and more experience. Definitely. We also had news that Becca Taylor went to... Hamilton on loan. Um, I, think, I don't know if it's till January or if it's for the season. I can't quite remember. But it'd be good for her to get some minutes, Car. Yeah, definitely. She's a really good player, and I would have liked for her to go to maybe a higher up team than Hamilton. But it's just good for her to get some minutes and more experience before you know potentially coming back to us and being a, a mainstay in our team. So it's good for her in the sense that she'll you know get more game time and more experience. But I would have liked to different team than Hamilton. Oh, well, she got 30 minutes today, but it was against Hearts, so that was never going to be an easy game, and yeah. they did lose 4-0, but 30 minutes yeah. under her belt, Alan, already is a good start for her, I'd say. It's definitely a good start. She's getting minutes on, on the pitch, you know, and it's a tough start for Hamilton, home to Hearts, and then they travel to play Celtic next weekend, so uh, definitely not getting an easy start to the season, but... As we said last week, Hayley Austin done really well at Hamilton, was well looked after, so you're looking for Becca Taylor to push on and do the same. Yep, definitely. So over to the headline news, Spartans game today, then the bizarre weather in the <laughs> capital, but it was, a good, it was a good game nonetheless. So we started off with Fife, McLaughlin, Hill, Doherty, Colley, Cornet, McLean, McLeary, Roll, Howitt and Hardy. None of us predicted that, Car. <laughs> no, I mean, I think all of us had at least Tess in somewhere there. Megan was definitely in there. So to have them missing and Brogan not there was a bit of a, a surprise. And they weren't even on the bench. So I don't know whether it was a bit of an illness. But I think Joe had said there was a few niggles in the squad. So potentially just that. But it's still a fairly strong squad. You know, like there's still a, a few young players in there. But they all held their own and it was really good. Yeah, because on the bench we had Essen, which was great to see Vic back for the World Cup, uh, Inman, Laird and Clark, Coulson came on, Jardin came on and Austin came on and Laura Berry, of course. So youngsters getting some game time again, Alan, and plenty of them on the bench as well. Very encouraging. You know, it was nice to see Mia McCauley make her first start. I think she... Handle herself really well. Our Spartans are always got to be quite a, a physical challenge. And I think the full team stood up really well to that. Didn't get dragged down and, and any sort of distractions. 
you know, they, they played the game really well and me, me had done really well in place of Brogan. So lots to be encouraged and finally see Laura Berry score in the league. I think we're all delighted with that. That's a good way to wrap up the game. Definitely. Yeah, I think Mia linked up really well with Rachel, just like Brogan does. So it was refreshing to see her fit in really well. And then Josie at the other side just fitted in really well with Nick at this new system that we're playing, Car. Yeah, it was really good to see. You know, I thought when Brogan wasn't, you know, there, we'd maybe lose a bit of that width and that kind of link up that they have, but she just slotted it absolutely perfectly like she'd always been there. So really encouraging to see that she's already up to scratch with what Joe's wanting of them and they're all on the same page. And she's just a fantastic footballer for her age. She's just so talented, so quick on the ball and getting past folk and not scared of a tackle either. So it's really encouraging for our future and right now she's going to get more time. Absolutely. Talking of the youngsters, we did speak last week about Jodie having a bigger say in this season. She wanted that they step up, and she certainly did. We starting us off with our first goal of the day, Alan. A typical Jodie McCleary goal, really. You know, finds herself in between the Woodside post and just picking up scraps in the box and fairly Jodie's feet. You don't really have much doubt it's going to find its way on target and. Then later on in the game, back post header again, close range. That's where Jody's going to get most of her goals. And if you include the Glasgow Cup, that's four goals for a season. So, really started very well for Jody, even though she's playing out wide. She definitely has. It was good to see some of the play being what we pretty much watched on the training video as well. Car, we were really impressed with that running to the byline, cutting it back across. and it was paid off for us quite a few times today. Yeah, I mean, it was really good to see that obviously they've been practising that quite a lot and it worked near enough every time that they tried it. And there was a couple of times in the game where we were getting bogged down in the too many touches trying to walk it in. And then we just got it out to the byline, crossed it in and we were getting goals from it. So it shows that it works and they need to just keep doing that and focusing on that rather than trying to walk it in and getting bogged down in a crowded box. But Jodie is fantastic, you know, if she gets on the end of things, she'll score. So hopefully she'll get more chances like that this season from coming out wide and then cutting back in to get goals. And she'll just flourish in this system, I think. Definitely. Our second of the day was scored by our new side Rio Hardy. What did you make of that goal, Alan? Again, it just came from a bit, bit of scrappy sort of play in, in the box or... Uh, then the ball came came forward and Rio Hardy's probably been second favourite, I thought, at the game to get to the ball, but she got there in front of the keeper, rounded the keeper, a pretty smart finish, but became quite a tight angle. So it just showed that she's alert to any sort of chances. And as I say, I don't think she was probably favourite to get to that ball, but she's certainly shown a lot of determination, good composure to take it around the keeper, stay on her feet and then pass it in. Definitely. We, had a, we could have been about four or five nil up at half time. No car. Rachel Rowe had a couple of chances. Kirsty Howitt had a couple of chances. But the, the, the post was kind of keeping them out. What did you make of the other chances that we had in the first half? I mean, that curling shot from distance from Rachel Rowe was fantastic. And she deserved a goal from that to hit it so sweetly and curl it to just hit the post is 
gutting, but it just shows that they've got it in them to shoot from distance, from outside the box, in the box, wherever you need to be to get goals rather than trying to pass it quickly in the box and score. It was just fantastic, some of the shots that were taken. Fair enough, some of them went quite high over and around, but those two that hit off the post especially were fantastic chances that any other day would have gone in. So it was just very encouraging to see that we're doing that now. Definitely. And I think we kind of need to do a wee bit on Rachel Rowe. Like she just seems to be the player that could be the, the one that's going to be the difference between the top three teams this season, I think, Alan. She just seems like the missing piece that we've needed. Definitely. I mean, we obviously spoke about Rachel Rowe being the most exciting new signing so far last week. And we spoke again at the game today. What a massive difference. Just the intensity, the, the amount of running. She's doing the, the pressing, or she's always available. Just try to make angles for two front players, but also wide players. She'll come short to take the ball off the midfield. And she just adds a lot of steel and a lot of character, as well as a lot of ability into the team. I thought she absolutely ran herself into the ground today and deserved that wee bit early break by coming off. What did you think, Erica? Well, she's just class, isn't she? She's just everything what we've needed. We've missed a lot of, you know, when we had Demi Vance and we had Zoe Ness, ones that would just get stuck into a tackle and wouldn't be afraid to get involved in it. She just seems to have brought that along with goals and, you know, laying balls off for folk and getting into the areas that we need to be in. She just looks absolutely phenomenal. And I think she's going to be the difference in the big games, in the City and the Celtic games, where we're, we're needing that scrappiness, somebody to just dive in, get the ball, lay it off to whoever, and we'll get some goals that way. She's just fantastic to watch. Definitely. So we went in at half-time, 2-0 up. Should have been a lot more, but we take it. We got back out second half, and we concede, Alan. Just a... A clumsy goal to lose, you know, there are two or three opportunities where we could have won the ball. Uh, probably on first contact, you want to win that ball before a cross comes in. Maybe Joey was, Jody was a wee bit naive at the back post. You, you're needing the wide players to come in and, and cover that back post, but you always run that risk when we're playing the system. It do The wide players are, are further up the park, so get further to track back. So there's no chance of getting in behind the wide players and it's just something we need to be mindful of playing that system. But I think the most important thing was the reaction to the goal. We went right up the park and got right back at Spartans and we never gave them another chance, really. Yeah, well, Cathy had, the, had a face mask because she's obviously got a broken nose so she was telling us that she'd had was it put her nose back in or some? Ah, it's broken. They fixed it, put it back in. So <laughs> I think that with the rain, the kind of the weather conditions never really helped with that. But I think that kind of added to the mistake, car. But it's something we could have done with it that early on in the second half. Yeah, I think Spartans have been kind of threatening. They've been trying to get in. I think just one issue with being able to see or just one lapse in, lapse in concentration, and sh- that was it. They just got the ball and scored and they will teams will punish you for that which does worry me in a sense if we're going to play a back three and the you know Nick and Rachel are higher up higher up so all it really 
lies there is, Cathy, and if there's one mistake there, then you're pretty much not covered. So it does concern me a little bit, but these things will happen. And as Alan said, we do go up and score pretty much immediately afterwards. But there is a bit of worry there, potentially, if Cathy's not fully there yet. And Michelle doesn't seem to be fully there yet because she really should have been starting if she was fully fit ahead of Cathy, who's got a face mask on. That's not ideal. So it just kind of highlights the fact that we probably need another centre-back or some more covers just just in case those moments do do crop up again. I mean, it's, it's probably something they're going to work on that they're going to need to have still kind of have that two-back or at least somebody in cover and to help Cathy because, as we spoke about last season at the games, Cathy's not got the, that much pace to kind of cover. So that's maybe when we kind of need, they'll need to work on that and training Alan a bit more, I think, just to kind of decide who goes and who stays. Definitely, but it's, it's something you hear general shouting for the back all the time when we're getting ready to face long, long balls up the front. Don't let it bounce. And it's something that's really important that we make sure we get the first contact on defensively and then we're stopping the balls, getting down, down the line and getting put out across the box. So it's about making sure we've got the focus, making sure we've got concentration and making sure that we make your first contact on that ball. Don't let it sort of bounce and then get turned. Because once we get turned, if if we've got where it's Cathy or where it's anybody else, it's it's going to get beaten for pace. We don't want him getting turned. Win the ball at first contact and then that, that not completely, but largely eliminates any issues with pace. Definitely, but as he's both rightly pointed out, we reacted really well, which Joe had said in her um, kind of press conference thing that she was really happy with. So that was the last season card we never really done. We never reacted that quick and we just kind of let games slowly go on and then we'd maybe get a goal, but it was good to see a good reaction after we conceded. Yeah, I think last season our heads would have dropped a little bit. People would have been shouting at each other, blaming each other, whereas straight away we're just get up, get it out wide, cross it, and we scored another one. Happy days. Let's just kick on from here. There was no, there was no time to mope and oh that's your fault and argue about it. It was just a here we've got a job to do. Let's go and get on with it, which I was really encouraged by. It was really nice to see that everybody just dug their heels in and got on with it, which was an issue last year so very encouraging I'd like us not to lose any more goals going forward but it's nice to know that if it does happen we've then got it in us to just kick on and go and score a few more Yeah it's good good to see that Jo's got that positive reaction already Alan considering the short space of time that she's had with these players she seems to have got her message across really well so far Definitely I think all the players have been able to treat it as a clean slate and players that are there for last season know what happened last season, know where we fell short and they also remember what we did well last season but and they've always been open to new ideas and learning. Malky always talked about how receptive the group was to, to try to learn so I think we shouldn't be too surprised that they're picking up on what Joe and Jay are trying to install in him. Definitely. So after that, we had a goal from Chelsea, but it was one of those that Car really liked because she hit it. Yep. She just, we had a, there was a few moments before that where Kirsty Howitt and Rachel kept just kind of passing it off to each other and we're trying to walk it in and then the ball gets back out to Chelsea and she just 
hits it so sweetly and it just goes straight into the bottom corner. And it's just, that's what we need to do. Just take a shot and things will happen rather than trying to lay off each other. Nobody knows what to do. Just take a quick hit of it and it'll go in. And it was just beautiful. She loves the goal against Spartans, Chelsea. And she did say she wants to score more goals. So a good time as I need to do it. Definitely. It's good to see a, a different kind of goal as well. Alan, it's, we've had some of the stuff with the training ground, we've had some just getting whacked as caches and going into the back, so it's good that we've got that variety already as well in the first game of the season. Definitely, or I think we need to make sure that we're not overly predictable in terms of the, the goals we're trying to score, and I think there were quite a few of the goals today you could say came from sort of scrappy bits in the box, and we're just keeping the ball alive and, and fighting and eventually managing to get the shots on goal and, and through. And obviously Chelsea scored a couple of goals a day, but I, th- I thought overall her performance in midfield was was outstanding. Yeah, it was certainly something that she's needed to add to her game, Cash. I think she started off quite well last season, um, she'd said, when I'd spoke to her previously. But... So she's starting good again, but she needs to keep that going now, doesn't she? She needs to keep getting the goals for midfield for us and not let it dry up. Yeah, I think she started off so well last season because of the season before. She had a really good season, scored a lot of kind of long-range good goals. But last season, she kind of got stuck in that she had to be defensive. She was having to then be more deep to kind of cover. So I think now she's getting that chance to play with more freedom to go and be able to get a bit higher up to score some goals so she's got it in her and she knows that she can you know score goals whenever we need her to so it's just another player that we know we can rely on to get a goal from all over the pitch so it's just fantastic to see and she could have also had a hat trick as well and then she, she had a few chances like she had a header for the corner and then Jodie nearly had a hat trick so we're getting loads of shots on goal which was really promising to see Alan and then Laura Berry got her first competitive goal for us. Yeah, I, I think that was one of the most pleasing goals we, we, we've seen for a wee while. You know, I think we've all been sort of wishing it to happen and sometimes Laura's probably tried too, too hard sometimes. Uh, but like you say, uh, just really encouraging. Uh, one of the most encouraging things is probably coming out and scoring more in the second half than we did in the first. It was something that we talked about after the game that last season, sometimes we'd score the goals in the first half and then not continue into the second half with the same intensity. Well, the, the Laura Berry goal looked like it might not happen though, Car, because it was kind of getting pinged around that box. It was Kayla playing the ball in. It kind of pinged about a bit. A couple of folk were taking shots. Like Jodie nearly scored, and then finally it fell to Laura, and she just stuck it away. I don't think she could have been any happier. No, there was a couple like that in the first half where you're kind of thinking, how did that stay out? It just kind of pinged around the box, and she almost just kind of went, oh, just give it to me, and I'll do it. Like everyone else was trying so hard to get it in, and she just had the lightest uh, kicks, and it just went in. But class from her because she's got so much potential, and we've all said it. You know, she's got the the makings of a fantastic striker. So. For her to finally get her first goal and it's the first game of the season, she'll just kick on now and score more, hopefully. And as long as, you know, she works on her offside positioning because that was an issue last season, the end of last season, but she's just fantastic. And I think 
it gives us more options. It gives us that in the box striker that will just get into the areas, whereas Rachel and Chelsea and Kirsty and that can work more from the wide areas and get it into whoever's there. So it gives us a lot of options and a lot of variety. So if teams do shut us down from a wide area or whatever, we've then got options in the box. So it's just fantastic to see that everybody's bought in. Laura Berry is, as we call her, the best on earth. So she will hopefully be a massive difference maker this season. Definitely. I think one of the most promising things, Alan, was how many different players were taking shots, how many different scorers we actually had across the pitch, because that was our strikers were scoring in Rio and Laura. Jody was scoring for like, the wing. Mia could have had a couple of chances. Even Cathy could have had a couple of um, goals if that went the right way. The, the Spartans keeper was really having a probably one of the games of her life by the looks at it in the first half, anyway. So it was promising to see that the goals were kind of getting shared out already, so that just breeds confidence. I think it's going to be really important going through the season. I really expect a lot of goals from Kirsty Howitt and Rio Hardy up front, especially playing two up front. We, we are number 10 in behind, but it's really important we make sure that there's no all that pressure on the two of them to score the goals. We need to be making sure it's spread around. We'll get a lot of goals if we're tucking in the wide players when the ball's coming across, making it a sort of three in the centre. So taking shots through distance has always been a bugbear when we're watching the games. So just maybe drawing teams out, as we spoke about last week, if you make a bit of doubt in defenders' minds, then they're not real sure if you need to come out and close you or if you do, if we're going to leave space in behind for you, just pop the ball around them. We did notice at one point, once Spartans kind of got organised and went back to that kind of low block that they're used to doing, we were still kind of struggling a wee bit with that, how to break it down, which is something I think we need to be obviously looking at. Yeah, there was like times when we were trying to play in through them rather than just get out wide or you know take long balls over the top. But I don't know if that's just a result of you know, the players that are still here from last season are just kind of so ingrained in them that they just got sucked back into just doing that. And then it took somebody to kind of grab the ball and take it out wide or just play it beyond that they were like, oh, wait, actually, we can, we're playing a different way now. Because Jo began shouting at that point. She didn't seem very happy that they were doing that and trying to play it through. I think, I don't know if it was Rachel or Kirsty kept trying to feed it through and it was just hitting off the Spartans players and they were just getting it away. So we need to work on that. And I think that'll come, but it, I think we get the early goal. If we get that in every game, we'll be fine because teams then have to come out. They can't just sit in and defend and that gives us a bit more options. But I think there'll, there'll be issues, not issues, but just that teams all try and sit with a low block and we'll get a bit stuffy sometimes and maybe revert back. But it's good to see that we managed to get over that and score goals regardless. Definitely. So a good game. Weather not so good, but... What would we say for a player of the match then? There's quite a few choices there, I think, that you could have. Who would you go for, Alan? I think I'd probably just pick Rachel Rowe over Chelsea. I, I thought the two of them were absolutely outstanding. Uh, in terms, we already spoke about what Rachel brought to the team. You know, Chelsea was everywhere as well. You know, she showed a great deal of discipline, dropping in and covering it back when Cathy was was stepping stepping out and stepping forward. But I just think a difference Rachel Rowe made would 
see her probably just edge it over Chelsea, even though Chelsea's got two goals. High praise indeed for Rachel Rowe. Kat, who are you going to go with? I was torn between Chelsea. I voted Chelsea in the player of the match because she was the only option that was actually there, but I thought Nick Dock had a fantastic game. She was all over the place, throwing herself into tackles, and defensively she cleared a lot of balls that, you know, could have been goals. Um, you know, I think she's the new captain. We don't really know what's going on. She was captain today, and it seems like she's the new captain, but I thought she had a fantastic game. So it's between Chelsea and her, so you, you can whoever you want but I thought both of them had fantastic games and just nice for Chelsea to get back on the score sheet Definitely. so yeah as we, you just touched on there Nick does seem to be the captain she's been it throughout pre-season she had it today she kind of gave us a brief yeah I'm captain but whether that remains who knows because Cathy was the doing the media duties which obviously we did last week Usually the person does media duties as the captain, but that didn't prove to be the case. It was Nick that had the armband, Alan. What did you make of that? Um, I'm only making assumptions why why that decision's been made. Then I'm making an assumption that Nick's going to play more and maybe not get sort of taken off as much. I think it'll be more rotation in the central position in the back three. But I think... We'd, be good for Joe to come out and make make clear who the captain is and and what a choice is and sort of a reason behind it. Just uh, I don't think it'll be a positive to have constant chatter about it. I, I thought it was set. This is who it is and this is why. Everybody knows where they stand in. Yeah, I think that would be the fairest thing, especially probably have spoke about it behind the scenes, but considering. Kathy was captain last season. Car, she's still playing in there beside Nick, but Nick's got the armband on. Yeah, I, I don't know if it really makes that much of a difference because I think Nick's going to be Nick regardless of whether she's got the armband or whether she doesn't. She's always very vocal on organising the team and the one that seems to get at people the most if they're not having a good game and you know it's apparently the most vocal in the dressing room that kind of thing. So I think it doesn't really matter, but I think the the only positive to Cathy in that sense is it takes a lot of pressure off of her now because I don't know if the pressure last season got to her with her being the captain, just, you know, come back to the club. And, and then she got injured and there was just so much pressure on her that it takes a bit of that pressure off her. She can just go and play football now. And hopefully that will benefit her in the sense that once she's fully healed from, you know, her knee and her face and everything and hopefully can stay fit now that she can just go and play football and focus on that rather than trying to be the face of the team and the captain and go and organise everyone. So I think it'll be good. Maybe she will change, like swap between them, but I don't see why she would. I think she'd just make Nick captain and that would be it. The club can't announce anything. No, they never can. So we'll probably never find out. Nick will just be captain and that'll just be it. That's how Rangers work. So we'll probably never know. Well, they did it last season when it was meant to be Jane and then it changed to Kathy. They did kind of announce and say so. You never know. It might happen yet, but mm-hmm. who knows. So that's today's game edit done. Next week we've got Aberdeen. We're back at Broadwood in the afternoon. It's a 10 past four kickoff live on BBC Alba. But you didn't watch it. What do you watch it on there? You want to come along. So get your mm-hmm. tickets. They're on sale now. What do we think 
is going to happen next week. Aberdeen had a surprise result today, so... Oh, I think that definitely that's the shocking result of the the, the league today, if, if you're looking at SWPL1. So I'd very much expect Aberdeen will put up much more of a fight to get into top six this season. I'd expect the games will be much tougher again against them. They've obviously got their first full-time manager. I believe he might have been offering some full-time contracts to players. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. But I definitely think they'll, they'll come down and want to put on a show. I think we'll, we'll win. I, I, do th- I don't see Aberdeen stopping us from winning, but I'd expect it'll be a tough test. And it'll be a good test because we were obviously the week after that going away to Hearts and then hoping to Glasgow City. Definitely. What do you think, Cash? Any upsets on the cards? I don't think so. I'd be, I think if we can't beat Aberdeen, we should just pack it in and give up, to be honest. No no discredit to Aberdeen, but you know, last season they were right at the bottom, relegation fodder kind of thing. So fair enough, they've got a full-time manager in, relatively unknown. I didn't really know who he was before he came here. I still don't really know much about him, but it seems like he's got the squad organised better than they were before. They seemed a bit all over the place, but they were a team that sat quite in a low block and we kind of struggled to get past them sometimes. But we've got the advantage of being at Broadwood. It's a bigger pitch. We've got more chance of using the wide players to our advantage. So I don't see there being any upsets and I would like to think that it'll be another kind of high scoring game. But I suppose you never know. There's always freak accidents happen in the league. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> no. For the teams there, it's, I think today is going to make it difficult for Joe to kind of switch that team up, Alan. We should have, hopefully have Megan and Tess back in if they've just got wee niggles. And Joe, uh, Joe had said they might all be about a week away. Brogan's definitely not going to be in because she's got a longer term injury, it seems. So what we're thinking for the team, do you think, Tess, or that comes straight back in, or has Rachel kind of cemented a place for now? I think it's difficult to say who, who would deserve to get dropped out of that team you know, that played today. I, I think it's going to be real important that the players know that if they put in a performance, they'll, they'll keep the jersey. Now, it really depends on what the niggles are. I'd be inclined to think that they'll they'll start with the same same eleven next next Sunday. Maybe look to get some some minutes off the bench for anybody that has had a wee niggle ahead of Hearts and obviously City the following week. But we saw me and McCauley with an ice pack on on a leg after coming off. So hopefully that's just a, a an impact injury after today and she's absolutely fine for the game on Sunday. Well, she was kind of getting kicked about, so it's no surprise she had an ice pack on card. I know, Spartans are one of those teams, I don't like to say that they're dirty, but they just love a tackle, don't they? They're just all over everybody and then shouting at the linesman for something consistently, and I don't know what it was, but they were all fair having a go at him about something, and I don't know what, what the issue was, but they were just all over the shop and flying into things, and it's just what they do, that's how they you try and win games, but we had enough to get over them. I think in terms of the team, I'd like to think that Laura Berry will keep her place um, in a front two with uh, Rio. 
Megan's back to full fitness, I didn't put her back in behind. The rest, I'd probably keep the same other, maybe Michelle, start Michelle rather than Kathy and give the wee ones, well, I say wee ones, but they're like nearly 18 now, Jodie and that a chance. I can't, they're basically kids, but do you know what I mean? Give them the chance because they played really well. So, you know, if Tess has just come back from a potential injury, then maybe give her 45 minutes again to recover and then come on the second half if we need her. But She's got a headache on her hands now, Joe, is who, who's she going to play? And potentially Sarah Ewans could be miraculously now part of our squad and potentially another one that could come in and play. So I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But it's over exciting having this many players of quality that we can now use. Well, stick with you the new car, because if you're putting Megan straight back in, that means you're dropping Rachel Rowe, because she was playing in behind the strikers. So do you put Rachel Rowe back a bit and drop Chelsea, who scored two goals? No. Joe's going to have a headache, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> I think I, the only one I'd maybe say is maybe Jodie. Like, just so we keep Rachel on. Do you know, like, just throw her back in the midfield. But I don't know, to be honest, I don't know. Just the front three. We'll have Laura, Rio, and uh, Rachel up there, and Megan can sit behind. <laughs> there is a case for Megan could play on the wing, Alan, but then that means dropping either Jodie or Mia. Jodie, who had two goals, Mia's had a good game, so loads of decisions to be made. I think they're going to have to have a really good week in training this week. I think if you're looking at Megan come back in the biggest rescue place in the team is, is Mia, which would probably be very harsh because I thought, as we said, she'd done really well today. But the, the others are maybe more established in that team. And if she's wanting to put Megan straight back in after she's shown so so well in the Glasgow Cup, then can can understand. But... It's definitely not an easy choice for, for Joe and Jay to be making next week. Which is only a good thing because it means they're all going to have to keep the, at the top of their game car and be battling and training all week. Hopefully no injured each other that they maybe have done. But it's, it's what a difference for last season when the team pretty much picked itself and now we're sitting here thinking who gets dropped, who's going to be in. Crazy. Yeah, good, last season we had the issue that he would just pick the players that he always picked regardless of how they played and players that did play well he would sometimes drop them in favour of other ones whereas now it's very much a case that Joe will pick whoever is performing the best and who's you know at the top of their game which is exactly what we need. The only thing I'm thinking is if Meg is just back you know, you don't want to throw her straight into Hearts or a Glasgow City. You want to give her a game to kind of warm up and get back up to full fitness. And Aberdeen would be the perfect, you know, exercise for that. So it is very difficult for who she's going to pick. But I'd say maybe she'll swap the goalkeeper, maybe give them a rest, give Jenna a rest and then put Vic in to give her some minutes. But you know, it's all very exciting having so many players. <laughs> you just read my mind because I was going to say, Alan, what about the goalkeeping situation? Vic's just back for the World Cup. Do we get her back in in case we need her for Hearts, Glasgow City? Would you put her back in for the games or would you stick with Jenna? I'm not convinced that Joel put her in just in case she's needed. I think Joel put her in when she's going to give her a run of games. Uh, that's, that's based on nothing but assumption. 
But I don't think we're going to see the constant rotation of the goalkeepers that we did last season. I think for large parts, Jenna's done well so far, but did have sort of one moment of concern where she didn't deal very well with an admittedly no very good back pass. But largely, she's commanded the box well. She's she's swept well. She's communicated well with defence. I think that's probably one thing that Jenna has over. Vic, that she probably communicates more with the defence, but you're probably a bit less concerned about any mad erratic moments if Vic's in. So, another tough decision for Joe then. Who's your picks? Who would you pick, Laura? I think I'd be inclined to put Vic in and give, start giving her other games, but then. Probably quite harsh on Jenna when she's been in pre-season. Said to do too badly the day, but obviously never got the clean sheet. But which wasn't really that much of her fault. But I just feel like Vic's more that number one kind of material than Jenna. But we shall see. Score predictions then for next week, just for the Aberdeen game. Car. I don't know whether she got outlandish or go <laughs> reasonable. I don't know, like games against Aberdeen, we've beaten them eight 0 you know, been up there six 0 eight 0 so that kind of thing. So I'm I'm liking the way Joe's speaking and the fact that she's saying we're not gonna take the foot off the gas when we're a few goals up. So I think I'm gonna go outlandish and I'm gonna go seven 0 Very good. Alan. I think we'll put on a performance or I do think it'll be harder, but I'm confident we'll we'll probably score a few goals in the second half. You know, I think it'll open up a bit as the game goes on. So maybe just short of Carl's prediction, I'll go for six. Keep a clean sheet this team, but that's what I was going to go for. So two two for six now, one for seven now. What about first goal scorer, Carl? I don't know because I didn't know Jodie McCleary is first league goal scorer this campaign. So you know, it's a wild card. It could be anyone. So. I'll go completely outlandish and say Nick Dog. Very good, hopefully. Alan? I'll buy Chelsea to carry on scoring. I think I'll go for Rio. I think she's going to carry on scoring. She'll hold the score. Actually, starts, of course, because we don't know who's going to start, so it's anybody's guess. So we did have the score predictor that we started up this week, which was really successful. So, Alan, I'll hand over to you as our Manuel the numbers. Do you want to tell us how everybody's in? Well, obviously the Glasgow City game only finished just before we started, so I've, I've quickly had a look at the scores. Our shout out to Gordon Hall, who's top scorer after our first week with twenty points, two correct scores, including my injury pick Celtic to win nine 0 today. So he's a. a very close to getting a correct score on the Rangers game, uh, but it wasn't for a defensive lap, so he had 6 0. So but he's definitely hot the post on that one. But a lot of people with 15 points, with five correct results. Only, I think, two people had Aberdeen to beat Motherwell, which has tripped up quite a lot of people. We'll give a shout to Carr, who's got two correct results under her belt. So, well done, no pressure to keep my heart up, Carr. <laughs> 
I mean, after I thought Mother would be Aberdeen and that completely scarred me, but then Hearts pulled through and then City pulled through, so I'm pretty happy with that. But uh, gen- generally speaking, I think, or uh, considering we, we sort of made the decision to put that live quite late, late on, we had a really encouraging take-up for everybody on the group. I think we had 14 participants for the first week. So we'll, we'll post earlier this, this week and give people plenty of time to do it. And we'll maybe look at pinning a post on, on the rules. But I th- we spoke at the game, or I think maybe offer a couple of bonus points if we get the correct score on the Rangers game. Just as a wee bit of encouragement for people. Definitely. But that's good. Congratulations to Gordon. Get the high score. Right, that you get betting tips with him if he's going to be that mm-hmm. accurate with some of the scores. Put the lottery on Gordon. Exactly. But as Alan says, we'll put that up. There's also the fantasy team. I don't, I've not really looked at that to see who's top of that because there's still games ongoing. We've still got Man United Wolves tomorrow. So we'll kind of do an update of that next week with who's top of that um, league table as well as the predictor and everything. So I think that's everything wrapped up for this week. I will just say there's um, the scarves left, the pink ones and the white ones that are sold out, but the red tassel ones are still a few left. So I'll be at the game on Sunday. If you see us or if you see the supporters group flag and you come and find me, I'll have a few spares with me. Or if not, just like DM one of us, Laura, on the group or me and we can arrange either pay by cash or whatever and you can pick it up at the game. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Alan. And thank you very much, Cash. Thank you.